0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. We're back again with the great Zach Gray. What's up man?
1: Hey man, great day to do a podcast.
0: It's always a great day to do a podcast. Well. Even though there's no sports going on. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is starting to get tough man. I was sitting around for a while just trying to think of what other stuff I wanted to talk about outside of like the big news about like my homes and I know... You know the Big Ten went conference games only, which you told me about before, and then Jamal Crawford got signed. So not much to talk about, but we're gonna make it work.
1: Hey, fake it till you make it. That's what they tell us.
0: That's right. That's that's all we gotta do. So which story do you want to lead with? I don't. I don't really care.
1: The half a million, half a billion dollar man? Question mark.
0: Sounds good. That's yeah. I think that's a good place to start. Definitely deserves it.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%.
0: I just don't really know what else to say. Like, ooh, okay, how's this? So, Andy Reid actually did this when he was with the Eagles. I don't know if people remember this or not. He signed Donovan McNabb to a 12-year contract.
1: Really? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I was watching another show the other day, no free ads, so I, I can't give you the name of the show, and uh, the guest on the show brought that up, and I was like, oh, wow, this is great. But then again, like, if they lied and this is wrong, then we'll just drop their name on the next episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> was it a network? Were you were you listening on a network? It was. It was probably a I thing.
0: was. Maybe. Probably yeah, it captains. probably was. Probably,
1: (laughs) but no, like in in all seriousness, like, I mean, the day was coming, right? Like we all knew the day when we saw this coming for a long time. Um, I mean, the guy is clearly like the most skilled at the quarterback position that we've ever seen. I mean, and that's talking about guys like Rogers and, and Brady and guys that we've seen, uh, for years in Russell Wilson. I mean, He's even—he's so young now, and I still feel like he has so much to learn. He still—he's still getting better. He still has has to learn defensive schemes and what schemes are thrown at him. And I think—I think he's just only going to get better, which is super scary to say. But I mean, the, the Chiefs are going to have to draft extremely well for this to work, um, because we've seen—we've seen the Packers do this, right? We've seen the Packers lock up Aaron Rodgers on a big deal. And it never seems like they quite have the roster uh, to get over the edge. They might have a good offense one year, and then their defense is terrible. And then the next year, it's like they don't have. It feels like they don't have any weapons, and and so on and so forth. So the Chiefs are going to have to do a really good job of just making sure they draft well. And to be honest, that's a tough task. I mean, even New England has bad drafts, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I trust Andy Reid offensively to draft the proper guys around Mahomes. And, I mean, defensively, they don't have to be great because they have Patrick Mahomes. So, I understand what you're saying with the draft, but I remember – I'm just trying to think. I think that, you know, the Packers is a really good example, but I think that that Kansas City's front office is better than the one in Green Bay, in my my personal opinion.
1: No, I think that's fair, but what I'm saying is, is like the best franchise in, in the NFL still misses on a lot of their draft picks like New England still doesn't draft particularly well. So, I mean, that just shows you how hard it is to consistently draft. And I think for this contract to pay off the way uh, to reach its absolute ceiling, its absolute peak, they're going to have to be exceptional year in and year out drafting because um, there's a lot of hard decisions coming up, especially with the current roster they have.
0: Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Mitchell
1: Schwartz. Chris Jones, like there's Travis a lot Kelsey. of guys that, that want to be paid.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a really good point. So over the next 10 years, what would you consider a success in terms of Super Bowl wins for Kansas City?
1: I mean, he's got to have six.
0: That's a lot. That's a lot of Super Bowls.
1: Like, you Six a half more? A, half a billion dollars.
0: It's not all guaranteed, though.
1: 476 of it is.
0: That's a lot of money.
1: That's what I'm saying, dude. Like this is, this is not, uh, this is not like, uh, oh, we signed them so we can just have fun for the next 10 years. It's like, we better be one of the best teams ever. Like if I'm signing you to half a billion dollar contract, at least in my opinion, I mean, I think anything less than anything less than probably four or five.
0: Yeah, I was thinking is, more four or five. It's not a
1: failure, but, I mean, six is where, I mean, I would think about six. I mean, Brady did that.
0: Yeah, but not over the course not, of 10 years. That's over the course of 20. Right.
1: Th- that's that's fine. But still, he's better. He, he By all accounts, he's going to be better than Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. He's, de- he's definitely more talented. He definitely has the potential to go down as the greatest quarterback ever. The question is just if he can win. Make- yeah, make Enough no mistake
1: about it. Like, if he wins three more, or whatever. I guess it pays off. But like, to get the biggest bang for your buck, I mean, I mean, that kind of contract seems like you're going for like goat status, like with your team and with your core. Like, I'm not throwing away, I'm not throwing out five hundred million dollars just to be like, oh, I win another two. Like, I want to go down as the best ever.
0: Yeah. If I'm I, in
1: that organization, and that's I totally why I agree.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. But then, so how do you think this affects Dak Prescott and kind of his thing? Because I don't think it really does as much as other people do. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in a league of his own. Like the only the only other quarterbacks that I think come close to Patrick Mahomes right now in the NFL would be Russell Wilson, Lamar ja- and, and Lamar Jackson, and I would say Carson Wentz. But you know, he can't be in that category if you're always hurt. But those two guys, you know, Jackson and Wilson, are really the only other two guys that I think come close. And so, I mean, it might affect those guys' contracts, but still with Dak, like, he still wants, what, $45 million a year? Is that it?
1: Yeah. Essentially the same deal, it sounds like.
0: Yeah. And he's not worth that.
1: No, and I think it's silly to even entertain that. It is. Like, obviously, obviously you have to, to leverage yourself and try to get the most out of it, but come on man he's not if, if he gets that it, it's it's done for the Cowboys like he's not getting that bottom line like it's silly to even think about it
0: it is I, I totally agree so do we want to switch over to the the big Ten now
1: yeah we can go ahead and do that.
0: this is what I'm excited to talk about
1: yeah so you want me to you want me to give a little rundown of what happened go ahead. So, luckily, we're recording this a little later on Thursday, and some news broke Thursday morning that we probably wouldn't have had a chance to do if we were uh, recording a little earlier in the day, so it kind of worked out. But uh, the Big Ten is expected to announce that uh, this upcoming football season, they will only play conference games, um, which is big, Um, and I have a couple things on this. Initial thoughts, Jonathan, on on them announcing that.
0: I'm excited. I think this is great. It means every game's going to matter from day one, which I like. You know, because you know we we talked about this before. Nobody really watches, but maybe two or three games the first two weeks of of the college football season because Ohio State goes and plays somebody who's not very good as as kind of a warm up kind of thing. You know, Alabama's playing. You know, Tennessee played Georgia State last year, and, like, you've got these big schools playing against these smaller schools, which, you know, obviously, you know, there, there's your, your exceptions. Like, Alabama's supposed to go play USC. I would have watched that game. But outside of that, like, what else are you going to go watch? I mean, you're going to turn it on Ohio if you see – Oregon. Yeah, you're right. But outside of, like, those big marquee matchups, it's either, like – it seems like it's either, like, a, a top, you know, 15 matchup or it's, like, a – like – some great team playing against some team from some conference that we've never heard of, you know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm excited for it. It means that like every week of college football this season, if, if the other conferences do the same thing are going to be even more fun to watch.
1: Well, I, I mentioned this last Thursday, I believe when I was talking about (coughs)
0: certain
1: scenarios for the college football season. And personally, I think this hurts uh, Ohio state. I would have loved to see them go and play Oregon in a non-conference matchup to kind of give them uh, a little bit of cushion in the in the playoff rankings. And that goes for any team that had a, a strong out-of-conference game. Um, I know not everybody does, but the teams that do, it seems to generally benefit at the end of the year. I mean, when Oregon beat Auburn last year, um, even though they had two losses, they were right in the thick of it because everybody was talking about how they beat Auburn. You know?
0: Auburn beat so. Oregon last year. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. It's okay. okay. I know what well, you mean, though. Well,
1: still, still, I mean, whatever way you want to slice it, you you see my point. Um, I got that wrong, but you see my point. Like those those non-conference games matter um, at the end of the year because how many times have you have you been looking at the college football playoff discussion and they bring up a game from week two against. Uh, Two ranked teams, and and the one team won, but they might have had a, a slip up in their conference schedule, but they're they're leaning on that non conference win. So that's yeah, I, I think yeah, we have I totally agree. Views on that.
0: Yeah, I I know what you're saying, but I think that your concern is like, so because your concern is like you you slip up in the conference schedule and then you don't make your your conference championship, right? That's kind of a a big part of your argument, right?
1: I mean, that's that that definitely could happen, but. Like I'm talking more about a slip up against a team like like for Alabama, if they lost to a four loss Auburn team at the end of the year and they had a USC win on their schedule, you'd look at that and say, oh, well, they just beat USC and USC hypothetically is in the top 15. Like like and they're like, OK, well, that one loss to Auburn, we can kind of overlook that a little bit because they're yeah. still playing in the SEC. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And yeah, you definitely don't get as much of that. Well, it it really kind of depends on like what conference you're in, I think. Cuz like, you know, if you're Clemson, then definitely, yeah. Like if you if you drop a game this year and it's conference only, then you're probably not making the playoff. Whereas like the Big 10, you know, let's say, you know, you sw- you slip up and you get beat by Iowa, right? And but but you go off and then you beat Wisconsin, Michigan, and Penn State. I still think that they'll overlook that one Iowa loss because you beat Michigan, Wisconsin, and Penn State.
1: I mean, I mean, history says that's not true because that's happened twice to Ohio State and they've been left out of the playoff twice.
0: Yeah, that that is true. But I think that you know it's it's different now though because the other thing that I think that we're gonna miss with these non with not being able to do the whole non conference thing is let's say you know you know Ohio State was supposed to play Oregon, right? So let's say. Ohio State, you know, beats Oregon by a touchdown, right? And then, see, no, no one else in the Pac-12 is good, so this is a really tough thing. But let's say, let's say USC has hey, – Washington's good. USC's Washington. good. Yeah. And then let's say, you know, Washington beats, you know, Oregon by three, right? Like the, the committee would probably give the edge to Ohio State because they won by more. We're going to miss out on that this year as well, which I don't think that's as big big of a deal as what you were talking about. But at the same time, I still think that that's something that might affect the college playoff outcome a little bit. Yeah,
1: and I, I think this is the route. I think the big Ten. Um, I think the big Ten is setting the precedent, but I have uh, an ominous take on this, and it's going to be terrible. You're not going to want to hear this. So uh, I'm just going to throw it on you. Um, I mean, this is the start of a bunch of small concessions that eventually end in the college football season not happening. Bottom line, in my opinion, like this is the first domino to fall. Oh, we'll just play conference games, and then we'll get a little closer, and and then oh wait, we can't have a season. Oh wait, we can't have fans. We can't make money. Now we can't have a season. Stuff like that is just continue to fall, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, you, you may be right. they I I'm just it makes so much money, man. That I'm can they're gonna figure out something, you know. Whether – maybe it's they don't play in the first semester. They just – they start in January or something. That would be – I just think that it just makes too much money. I, I know we talked about this before, but you got to think about, like, these smaller schools. If they don't have a football season, they, they can't play anything because that's what funds everything else for them.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, but, like, I just – I don't know if if, if it's just going to logistically work out to the point where the backlash of, of starting a season and something happening outweighs the the financial gain. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think also that they're going to wait and see what all happens with the NBA. They'll, they'll kind of see how that looks, like how much does the virus spread to the players. I think they're really going to take a look at that. And then if they do decide to go with this conference-only thing, they'll pay even more attention to the major leagues because they're basically doing the same thing. They're They're kind of staying within their region. And so from there, I think they're really going to look at the coronavirus numbers there. And then I think, you know, if there's a huge breakout in those areas, then where, where they're playing a bunch of MLB games, then they probably will at least postpone the season, if not cancel it all altogether. So I, I still think we've got some time before they decide on what they're going to do with that.
1: Yeah, and then another quick thing is like, honestly, I don't, Besides, like, the SEC and, I guess, a little bit of the Big Ten, I'm not too interested in, like, conference matchups. Like, I look forward to those non-conference matchups. Those are more fun to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, Arkansas was supposed to go and play Notre Dame this year, and I know Arkansas would have gotten beat, but it's still fun to see your team play against other teams that you don't usually play.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was super excited for – Ohio State to go to Oregon and play and play a team that's supposed to be pretty good this year and really kind of just see um how they stack up because um I'm hearing Justin Fields is right on Trevor Lawrence's heels for the number one pick and I think I think it's definitely a possibility that could happen
0: I mean it's a possibility but it's I don't I don't see that happening
1: I mean, it's close. It's a lot closer than you think. Like, I mean, a lot closer. Uh, I mean, if you look at it throughout throughout their careers, I mean, Justin Fields has beaten Trevor Lawrence and pretty much everything that they've gone against, except the the last they the game they played against each other. But I mean, still, Justin Fields was hurt. I mean, uh, even back to high school, like Elite 11, won the Elite 11 against Trevor Lawrence, was a higher rated recruit. Um, I mean, it's a lot closer than you think.
0: I mean, they're both really good. Whoever gets them is going to be happy. I know I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence because they're really similar, but Trevor Lawrence is six six and Justin Fields is six three. I just prefer the the bigger guy,
1: the less athletic guy. The way that football's going now, you you would like the, the way the quarterback positions being played. You like the less athletic guy,
0: but Trevor Lawrence. He he looked pretty athletic when he had that fifty yard touchdown run against Ohio State.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but you think he's more athletic than Justin Fields? By Do clo- like, you think it's even close?
0: I've seen, I'm going to be honest, I've seen more Trevor Lawrence than Justin Fields. So, from what I've seen, I don't think, I would say Justin Fields is more athletic, but I don't think the gap's as big as what you think.
1: Are you? That's a really <laughs> bad take, Jonathan. I'm gonna I, be honest I, just,
0: I haven't you. seen Justin Fields play enough. I saw him play in the college football playoff, and I watched him play the Big Ten championship game. So, I mean, that's what, two Both games, hurt. three games?
1: Yeah, but, and he was hurt.
0: I mean, I just got to see more of him, you know. And, I mean, that's my fault for not watching him play more, but I'm not going to put my stake in the ground if I haven't, you know, seen him play enough.
1: Yeah, and, then, I mean, do you, do you know the touchdown-interception ratio last year for Fields?
0: It was like 32-2 to or something like that.
1: It was 41-3. to
0: Wow, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. And he barely ran the ball. And I think this year, if there's a season, you're really going to see him have to be able to run the football and, and make decisions scrambling. He didn't really have to do that last year because they had a 2000 yard back, but I don't know my, I guess this has evolved into a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields debate, and I'm okay with that. I think, but, um, but like it's a lot closer than you think. And I promise you it is. And if, if, Justin Fields uh gets a chance to play. I really think he he sets him up. He sets sets himself up to be the number one overall pick in the draft, or at least the first quarterback taken.
0: He might. And look, those guys are gonna go one and two. I don't think that's really a question. Cause the number one pick is gonna be the Jags. Actually, they may not be one and two, depending on who who gets the number two pick. Cause if it's Detroit, I don't know if they're I don't know if they're ready to move off Matt Stafford. I would be. Oh, I would. I mean he's a good I he's alright,
1: but like if you have the opportunity at either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, I, I take totally him. agree. But then but yeah, yeah so
1: I mean I don't know. I just I, I want I I encourage you to go back and look at uh, Justin Fields last year. Maybe just hit up a YouTube highlight video or because there's not a lot of low lights, maybe just go maybe go. After this, go on YouTube and just kind of just check it out and make your own opinion. I'm not I'm not gonna tell you um, that you're wrong. I guess minus the athletic thing, but just go check it out.
0: I, I I'm gonna have to. It looks like
1: because I think you're I think you're snoozing on uh, Justin
0: a little bit. I I think he's gonna be the number two overall pick. I don't I don't think that's really snoozing. Like I know he's really good. Like it's obvious. Like you don't have to watch him play very much to know like that he's 100. percent going to play in the NFL for a long time. Like You don't have to watch either. Like You, you can watch you know, a, a full game. Maybe not even that. Like, watch him make 10 throws and I think it's obvious how good they both are.
1: What is it that you like better about Trevor Lawrence besides his I, height?
0: I think it's just I've seen him more. That's honestly what it is. Okay, I, that's fair. I, I, I know what you're saying about the whole athleticism thing and I'm totally with you like but it's not like Trevor Lawrence is unathletic, you know. I think that like the only real electric electrifying athlete we have at quarterback in the NFL is Lamar Jackson, right? Whereas everybody else is kind of more like like maybe not as good as well, but I don't very mean it similar like to like
1: I don't mean it like I don't mean it like running the football. I mean like escaping the pocket, making throws on the run.
0: Trevor like, Lawrence can do that. Extending
1: plays. I know, but I I think Justin Fields does it way better. Way better. Yes.
0: All right, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch now. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some Ohio State reruns. <laughs>
1: I cannot wait for you to. I cannot wait for you to come back on Tuesday and be like, you know, I, I, maybe I was off a little bit, and I want you to, I want you to, to be honest with me now with what you oh, see. Oh, I am, because I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna be blown away.
0: We'll see. So did, did you see that? This wasn't
1: I, even a topic we were trying to it get wasn't. into, but it's we spent okay, the though. most time on this, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good thing. So I'm assuming you saw that Jamal Crawford got signed by the Nets.
1: I did. Congratulations, Jamal Crawford. He deserved it, right?
0: I'm I'm happy. I'm excited to watch Jamal crossover play, even though he's forty. Like I, wish I really he played, wish. He was playing for a different team. I wish he was playing for the Lakers. I'm telling you, I would have yeah. rather seen him than Jr. Smith.
1: Are we sure Jr. is going to be effective at all? Like.
0: I don't think he is like, look, they needed. I think that their thought process was we need someone to replace Avery Bradley, but I don't think that there there wasn't a free agent available to replace Avery Bradley just because of how good of a defender he is. And so for me personally, I would rather have somebody who can get his own shots when LeBron is off the court because I think that that's really where they struggle the most is when LeBron is on the bench for the eight for eight minutes, right for the whole game. You know, and so I think that they I don't just know, need Dude,
1: I think they do fine with that. I think the one thing they need to worry about is like I, I mean, the Anthony Davis can can hold down an offense for 8 minutes, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. I just think that having a guard to go with him is important. I think that's why he's as good as he is with when when LeBron's on the court because there's there's a second threat. Not trying to knock Anthony Davis. He's a top 5 player in the NBA, but I just think it helps him if he has another guy out there who who can get his own shot, yeah. whereas like J.R. Smith is going to spot up in the corner and play average defense. I,
1: I guess, I guess, I guess my contention with them signing J.R. Smith is that the reason why Av Bradley was so important was because of the potential guard matchups that he would have to he would take over on defense, right? And I don't think J.R. Smith is going to be the guy that comes in and and locks down their, one of their better guards, or their second guard option, like, and I think that's where I'm kind of confused, like, I don't know if they necessarily needed another shooter slash scorer, especially one that's older and hasn't played, like, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if it's a signing just for, for maybe, like, comfortability, comfortability, or, or, like, a familiar face in the locker room for, for some of those guys, especially LeBron. But like, uh, you can't replace Avery Bradley's defense the way, uh, that he was playing, especially down the stretch. I don't know. It's just an odd signing for me. I feel like there's a defensive minded guard somewhere out there that they They probably could have gotten.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And this segues perfectly into what I wanted to talk about today. The Lakers are not going to win the NBA championship, and I know people really want them to, but look, they're look. The, the, I think that it's obvious now, especially with Avery Bradley deciding he's not going to play, that the Clippers are the best team in the NBA.
1: Okay. Avery Bradley is not the end-all, be-all to their championship hopes. Come on, dude. Hear
0: me out. Hear me out here. So, the Clippers and the Lakers played – did they play their fourth game? I'm not sure if they did or not. But my my point is that the one time that the Lakers beat the Clippers, Avery Bradley had 24 and played phenomenal defense. And so, like, I just – watching that game, I don't think that, you know, outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron, they don't have anybody that can just go get them 24. Maybe Danny Green, if he has a hot night. I I just don't know, and I just think that top to bottom, the Clippers just have every, a better lesser. Bradley's roster.
1: not giving you 24 every night.
0: That, that's my point. But I think that in order for the Lakers to beat the Clippers, they need a third guy to maybe not get them 24, but get them like between 15 and 20. And I just don't think they have that guy.
1: I mean, I think they have the two best players on the court at all times against anyone they play.
0: You, um uh, Unless Kawhi's on the floor. I think Ka- i take Kawhi before I take Anthony Davis. The best
1: duo on the in basketball, they have the best two players together on the court at all times.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, they're one and three against the Clippers. Like, just watching them right, play in, in the, the regular Clippers season. On,
1: they played the Clippers on opening night and then played them again early in the season. And then they played the Clippers after a tough, tough game where they beat the Bucks. They played them on Christmas. And Lebr- and, what? I'm
0: no, did they play them on Christmas? I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did
1: really? I don't I, that's still I, that's still not March like that's still not like gearing up for the season and and everything regardless of when they played them it was still I mean the Lakers had turned a corner by by that point and honestly, the Clippers had kind of there were questions about the Clippers at that point. And I think those questions still remain like who, like when Kawhi was, when LeBron was guarding Kawhi, he was, he was pretty much ineffective. And I think, I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to is, can LeBron and Anthony Davis beat Kawhi and Paul George? And I think that's, I think the rest of the blanks fill themselves in with, with, I think the role players are pretty good for the Lakers and the Clippers. And I think it's whoever, whichever duo is, is better. And I think that edge goes to LeBron and AD every
0: time. The only argument against the Clippers that I would agree with was just how they haven't played together enough. And I think that that's maybe part of the duo thing. Because I think, you know, Kyle Leonard and Paul George can play together at a high enough level. Because I think you would agree that the Clippers definitely have better role players than the Lakers. W- would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, to a certain extent.
0: And so I, I say, just think yeah, that, but
1: I don't think it's I don't think it's as big a gap as some make it seem.
0: I mean, they got. I mean, Lou will. It's.
1: I mean, it's different. It's different in playoff. It's a different role players. The the rotation shrinks. Everything shrinks in the playoffs. So I. You're right. I can, yeah, I, mean, I agree. And, and and role players kind of shrink in playoff moments. Like you you've seen it countless times. Like and I think I don't think that I think there's more playoff experience on the Lakers side, especially on the bench that we give them than we give them credit for. And I think when the playoffs hit, it's a totally different game. And I think the role players shrink a little bit. And I think the guys that have had playoff experience as role players um, will kind of kind of know how to to fit in a playoff setting, which is why the Lakers. Are not as 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 behind in the role player category as the Clippers.
0: Okay, that's that's a fair point. That's a good point. I just, I don't know, man. I just think that. Okay, here, tell me why you think the Lakers are better than the Clippers outside of because, like, I understand the AD LeBron James thing, but it's not like you know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are a couple of scrubs either.
1: Yeah, and I mean. That, it's that's what it comes down to. The best players win you games. I mean, we've seen that forever in the NBA. Like, there's there's no other reason besides the fact that LeBron and Anthony Davis are better than Kawhi and Paul George. They have to still play the game, obviously, and anything can happen. But I think the playoff experience, playing together, LeBron knowing what to do, I guess Kawhi really knows what to do. But I just think everything everything combined, like Danny Green, guys like that, I think I think they're just the better team and I think they they're just better because because they have better players at the very top.
0: Yeah, but just top okay, top to bottom roster wise, I think you would agree with me that the the Clippers are better. Top top to bottom, right?
1: No no, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think they are.
0: Okay. So if we that's were to my, make, <laughs> that's been
1: my whole argument.
0: Okay, so I don't I think care, that, I'm
1: not really like I said. I'm not. I'm not uh, in the regular season. Sure, you could say they have a deeper lineup, but deeper lineups don't matter in the playoffs, and we know that.
0: Okay, so okay, let's make a, a top ten list of the ten best players from just the the Lakers and the Clippers. Okay, so I think we would both we would both agree Le- Lebron James would be the best player in that series, right? Yes. Yeah. And then number two would be Kawhi Leonard. Slightly. Then number three would be AD. Yep. Number four would be Paul George. Yep. Number five would be probably Lou Will. Lou Will. Lou Williams, you know the guy who wins. Yeah. Six minutes. Yeah, year. I know
1: who that is, but like, you think he's the fifth best player on both of those teams? Yes. Okay. okay.
0: And then six. Who who would you put at six? Because I think this is where I'm, we're going to start hear to disagree. I want your list. I six, I, your list, six I'd probably say Montrezl very... Harrell. I, I need to pull up the, the Lakers lineup because I, I know the, the Clippers lineup just a, a little bit better. Come on, Wi-Fi. So, I think number six, just off the top of my head, I'd go Montrezl Harrell. i me pull up the Lakers roster. But yeah, I think number six. I'd probably go Montres Harrell. He's another. He's a guy who can score, you know, and he's a he's a pretty solid defender as well. And then, come on, sorry man, my my internet here is terrible. This is lingering way too long. I'm sorry. So
1: no, it's okay. I'm I'm excited to hear you hear you talk yourself
0: <laughs> into the ground. Let me pull up the Lakers roster here. Okay, so we're, we're at seven right now, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Got the Lakers roster coming up. Both the Clippers as well, so I don't forget anybody there, just in case. So right now we got LeBron at one, Kawhi at two, AD at three. Number four would be Paul George. Five, Le Will. Six, Montrezl Harrell. Number seven... Um, Kuzma maybe? Is that what do you think about Kuzma at seven? Okay. You think that's that's fair? Okay. Number eight, yep. I'd probably say yep. your favorite player in the NBA, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. <laughs> do
1: not say Patrick Beverly is better than Danny. Yeah, right.
0: He's. I think he's 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 not eight. Um. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look at both.
1: Danny Green, Markeith Morris.
0: Danny Green, Markeith Morris. One sec. I, it's, I think it's definitely one of the Morris twins next. I just... Marcus.
1: Marcus. Probably Marcus. Marcus is probably better than Markeith.
0: One sec. Let me look at something. Where is he at? You said Marcus or Markeith? Marcus is probably better than Markeith. Yeah, Marcus is so probably Marcus better at than eight. Markeith. Danny Green at nine, and then probably the okay. other, and then probably the the other Morris okay. twin at ten, him or Patrick Beverly. I th- I like Patrick Beverly more than you do, just because of how well he, he defends. But I know you don't like him.
1: See, the whole uh, I just let you rock because it was kind of well, hard to This was for you like make right off list, the top right? of my head. This you, was not planned at all. Right. Right, but it was still like, oh, I could put him here or them there. like. And at the end of the day, I guess if you wanted to rate it that way, you could. But, I mean, look at the matchups, and that's so, what's really important, playoff. right? Like, yeah, especially so it in goes match-up. Laker,
0: Clipper, Laker, Clipper, 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 Laker, Clipper, Laker. So I just think top, top to bottom, the, the Clippers do have the better roster. You know, if, if you want to say at the top the Lakers are better, I'd say okay. So
1: okay, so so do it this, so, way. Okay. So, so do it this way. Who guards? LeBron. Who guards Kawhi?
0: LeBron, More than no likely. doubt. Who guards, Paul
1: who guards Paul George?
0: I don't know. I don't he think you
1: probably, can. Probably, probably, a, probably a a trio of like Danny Green and Kuzma and.
0: Probably, Mark, yeah, works, right? something like that.
1: Okay, so I mean. And then LeBron, and then AD could even probably come out and, and guard uh, Paul George as well. Especially he, Paul George or Anthony Davis is uh, a good enough defender to be able to come out on a pick and roll. And now now you have now you have guys down low like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee to stop the drive. And then so there's there's just a lot of the, the Clippers don't yeah, have that a bunch is of that is the
0: one thing with them. That's but the I thing mean, that... small ball is the new way in the NBA.
1: Right, but when you're when you're playing small ball and Anthony Davis is running as fast as your shooting guard, like uh, I mean, that kind of yeah, negates but that.
0: Look, we know that in the playoffs the game slows down, so I don't think that that's as big a deal as Even you think.
1: Even more to my point,
0: <laughs> so I, I think that you know the biggest argument I've heard for the Lakers is who's going to guard Anthony Davis, right? Is that is that what what you're going to get at at some point? Yes. I mean, Ma- yes. Montrezl Harrell is a look. Let's be honest. When it comes to these guys like LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis, they're all going to get theirs. Simple as that. But would you agree with that? Like the best of the best in the NBA, like they're all they're going to go get their 22 to 25. One of them may go crazy and get 35, but I just think that it's really a wash at the top. Like I think that at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the bench, and the Clippers' bench is better than the Lakers'.
1: See, that's I think we just fundamentally disagree. I don't think it's a wash at the top. I think Anthony Davis and LeBron James are better than Kawhi yeah. and Paul George.
0: So, are, are we going to put where something we just on this at. On, on this series? Because it's the NBA's happening. So, do we want to put some kind of wager on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can. Yeah, we'll here, think we, of something. Yeah, I mean, we can. If
0: y'all have any ideas, send them our way and we will 100% do them. Because I'm, I'm pretty confident in the Clippers. I think they're the best team in the NBA. I think that the next best team is probably the Lakers and then probably the Bucks, and then the Celtics. But, yeah, Cl- Clippers all the way.
1: That was good. That was like the – That was good. That was <laughs> like the – I kind of got mad at you.
0: I knew you would. I knew you would. That's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. So, yeah.
1: I was not expecting to go Trevor Lawrence v Justin Fields or Lakers Clippers today, but that's the beauty of that's right. not having. So, do you
0: have anything about. you want to talk about? That was my that was my big gun, and we talked about it for fifteen minutes. So, I I, th- I think it was pretty good.
1: Um, live Live like live scrimmages for MLB teams. I'm a fan. Is getting me I like it. Excited.
0: There's just, you know, we've you know playing college baseball like we've had the similar experience of in the fall where you're inter-squadding and day. And there's just something different about it, you know? You said kinda what? It kind of sucks.
1: It kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. It kinda yeah, sucks. but at the beginning, it's It kind of sucks. Because
0: like, it's just, I enjoy facing my friends. I, I don't, I, I'm i sure you do as well. Like, my biggest regret is not getting to go yard off Taylor Langston. That's the one thing that I wish had happened. But, you know, it didn't.
1: Or getting to go yard in general. Or getting to go yard in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> just off anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but there's just you know there's just something fun about it at the start but then of course by the end it's like okay I'm tired of seeing the same arms every day like just give me something new
1: I have a hot take Trevor Bauer is going to be the reason why the Reds do not make wow. the playoffs this year did you
0: see that wasn't sunny Sunny Gray declared the opening day starter for the Reds I believe I read that somewhere yeah. he was
1: Yes, and that is, and that's scary. If he if he looks that good, and they also have Luis Castillo, that's Sonny Gray is that's scary. like
0: he's so slept on. Like, he's a great pitcher. Like he's a real. I wouldn't say great. He had a bad really year in New
1: York, and then. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, other than the New York season he had, I mean, he's been one of the better pitchers in in baseball. Uh, definitely top topper. I half of the, of would the that. Baseball, and, right? You
0: know, I think everybody takes a dip when they go pitch in New York just because it's three fourteen to right and three eighteen to left. Like it's just a hitters ballpark.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. So I
0: just I wouldn't even worry about that.
1: Uh Sonny Gray never won a Cy Young, right? He was in he was in the running. I don't at think some he's a one. Oh, he yeah, he finished third in the Cy Young yeah, bout. But he's, he, he finished. Like, third. He's
0: really good. So, yeah, the Reds have more pitching than what I realized, especially in their starting rotation. I don't know about. I don't know anything about y'all's bullpen. I know y'all got Amir Garrett in there who will fight anybody. So I, I like that guy. And then I don't really know anybody outside of that.
1: Yeah, I'm. I i do not I. I mean, Anthony Disclafani and. Um, Wade Miley. Yeah, the
0: see, teams. I'm I'm really concerned for myself, man, because I just have this really weird feeling about the Mets, and I want to hop on this Mets bandwagon for this year, but I know that as soon as I do, it's all gonna go south. Yeah, I wouldn't trust the Mets. I just yeah, don't, I and like I want to trust the Mets. I do, cause like you should trust the Mets. They got arguably the best pitcher in baseball up there, and Noah Syndergaard's pretty good too. And then they got uh, Ed- Edwin Diaz. Like, he had the one good season with the Mariners, and if he could just repeat that, you know, he'd be a pretty solid closer for them.
1: Seth Lugo, Dellin Betances, yeah, they've they got some arms. They got some decent. They got some arms, but you you can't you can't trust, I just, them. Can't trust I, I, them. I trust
0: Pete Alonso. That's probably the only guy that I really trust up there. And, and DeGrom. That's probably it, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all I had. I just wanted to let everyone know that if the Reds don't make the playoffs, it's because Trevor Bauer has a 5-5 ERA.
0: I mean, as long as all his bad games were against the Cubs, I'm I'm here for it. We kind of
1: got a nice schedule. We, we kind of got a nice schedule. Two, so. We open up with the that Tigers. That is nice. So that I is that. a huge
0: advantage. But then again, I mean, the you the, the, play the Tigers, too. Cubs are to playing play too. Tigers, I was about to too. say, yeah. But the universal DH, I think, is the biggest thing for the Cubs because now we don't have to put Kyle Schwarber in left field. Hallelujah.
1: That's true, and the Reds can, the Reds have another uh, outfielder that can DH instead of having fifteen <laughs> outfielders on the bench.
0: Yeah. So that's all I got. You, you got anything else?
1: Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm uh, no, I'm I'm happy that we had a we little had debate today. It was a little feisty. Yeah, it's a little feisty on both of them. So I'm. That's. I was not expecting I'm you, that. Man, I love that.
0: The Clippers, dude. I know that. Look, I know pe- people love LeBron. And look, if the Lakers won it all this year, I wouldn't be upset. I think it'd be great. Just with the whole Kobe thing and everything, I think it'd be great for the city. It'd be it'd be great for basketball in general. But I just don't think that the I don't think that they can beat the Clippers.
1: We'll see, and we'll have something right on it. and we will. On, and I know no that doubt.
0: Much. Man. Yeah, I I'm I wish I wish I could think of something on the spot, but it's okay. Big news for Tuesday. Yep. yep. Humongous news for Tuesday. Yep. Just keep the secret. Just keep the just secret. Keep a
1: secret. Yeah, just just know we have a guest Yeah, on. just just know we have a we guest have coming, on coming on today.
0: On. I'm excited for him. Yo, probably the probably, probably, Yo,
1: probably the probably, probably, the, probably probably the biggest guest of of that we'll have
0: oh big time it's, it's a
1: huge guest yeah like and and, yeah, like, and, and he, he he already he already said what he wanted yes, he to do did. for the top 10 tuesday as we'll i'm excited a it's as gonna well. be good um but ju- but just know that tuesday is is gonna be a colossal one and you you we'll we'll, we'll throw a little hints here and there throughout the week and or in the weekend and stuff to, to kind of get you guys excited. But just this little teaser right now. Just know that there's somebody big coming on the podcast Tuesday, and we're really excited for it.
0: I I, I got to tell a story.
1: I went and played basketball the other day, and
0: I, uh, I fade
1: away, made a jump shot off.
0: I redeemed myself. Is that what I a- <laughs> – I redeemed myself two nights ago. So if, if you listen to the pod on Tuesday – I told this heartbreaking story of how I drove baseline and had an opportunity to baptize this kid. And I went up to dunk it, and I, I lost the ball. So we were playing two nights ago, and we had a new guy show up. He was about 6'1", 6'2". And so we, we raised the what goal up. the rim
1: up. at, 7 foot?
0: 9. So we, we raised the goal up to 9 foot so that he couldn't just stand there and and dunk the ball without jumping. And long story short... I hit this guy with a with a nasty jab step <laughs> and went left off two feet just into this guy's career. He he didn't want to play after that, but he had to finish the game. So I redeemed myself.
1: He finally caught a body, huh?
0: I wouldn't say finally. I've I've caught bodies before. Just not just not guys that are 6'2. Like the guys that I usually dunk on are like shorter than me. But you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Zach, you never you're, dunk on me, Zach, though, you, that's all that I'm matters. about to say. You're, you're like, you're like six 6'1", one, right? Six one, six two. I'm six three. So, so are next is what I'm hearing.
1: I mean, come try it. I would love that.
0: <laughs> I feel like if something happened, and you like rotated late, and the opportunity was there. You just fouled me.
1: I, there's no chance I'm getting dunked on, regardless. Like, if I'm if I'm late, like you can just dunk, and I'll be I'll be waiting to get the ball out of the rim. <laughs> I'm not getting dunked that's, on.
0: That's that's my philosophy as well. <laughs> and then,
1: like you oh. have a I'm not I'm not getting postered. There's no way. I'm 23 years old. It's yet to happen. It will never happen. I just want everyone to know that.
0: That's right. So follow us on Twitter at OT Takes. So follow us on Twitter, at OTTakes, on Instagram, at Overtime underscore Takes. And then leave a review, right? And then that's that's it, right, Zach?
1: Yeah, I think that's all.
0: And then subscribe, and then unsubscribe, and then subscribe again. Yeah. For the algorithm. We almost forgot. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's been it. He, that's it here today. Um, we look forward to Tuesday once again. Big guest coming on. We're really excited for him so make sure you turn you tune in on Tuesday and we'll see y'all then Love
1: you guys, Love you guys.